It's time for the Almost Famous Podcast. I'm telling you, this week did not disappoint. Yes, it's four hours of television, but these four hours felt, to me, more engaging than previous weeks. I felt more paradisey than most weeks. And we're here to talk about it right here with Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Benjamin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How was your trip? Okay, so here's the deal. Today is my first full day in Colorado in over a month. Um, Whoa. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I don't I either. I don't know how I, you do it. Well, October was a really hard month. Um, it started out uh, with uh, Las Vegas. Um, it, uh, it ended uh, last week at Maddie Pruitt and Grant Trout's wedding uh, in okay. Dallas. Uh we did Mexico, as I mentioned, for my buddy Brandon. Um, it was his kind of, um, I don't know if it's his last Mexico trip. I don't want to say that. You never know. Like, I hope yeah. it's many more Mexico yeah. trips to go. But the the Secrets Resort, and I just got to give him a shout out. Um, I tried to get a free trip there. They wouldn't give me a free trip. So there is nothing behind this uh, other than the fact that they were so kind to him. They built customized mm. wheelchair um, ramps in the sand so they could go into the sand. They also, uh, on their exit, they planted a tree uh, in honor of, um, not in memory of, in honor of. So he's going to go out back and visit, I believe, a thousand more times. But in honor of okay, Brandon good. and his wife, Sam. Uh, it was a special trip. Really, really great to just be with Jess on the beach. She read three books. Uh, I read like three-fourths of one of mine. And uh, we were reading as much. That's just how fast of a reader she is. Um, and then I was in Rhode Island this month as well, uh, with a lot of other trips in between. What an incredible, yeah, and then you uh, had trip. your DC thing, Memphis, you're, you're Oxford, Los Angeles, uh, where else? That's somewhere else, uh, all within this month. So I'm back in Denver now, hanging out with Waylon, hanging out with my wife here to talk to you about paradise. And I couldn't be more excited. I got to tell you a quick, I know I'm taking over the first of this episode but i gotta tell you a really cool story real quick can i yes please okay but can you talk about maddie's wedding later in the episode oh, i guess during headlines. headlines that makes sense right bachelor headlines i'm gonna just cover that thing okay i'm gonna tell you all the juicy details and okay good thank you there was so, like all of bachelor nation there i'm pretty sure she invited her entire peter season it was a lot of people uh, a lot of people i've never met in person before and i will tell you um as as most times when i meet people uh from the show that i've never met before it was it was really awesome to meet them uh, some I'd met in Vegas, uh, like Victoria, um, but mm -hmm. uh, this is special. So, uh, okay. Last night it's Halloween. Uh, I love, I love one part about Halloween that is sitting at my house and passing out candy. I never dressed up as a kid. I always liked the idea of people coming, seeing the costume, seeing the excitement. <laughs> you never dressed up as a kid. You just like to pass out candy as a kid. I loved it. And I still love it today. And last night my mom was in town because she watched Waylon while uh -huh. Jess and I were traveling. And so she was out yeah. here. Um, it was her last evening here. And so we decided to sit on our front porch to pass out candy because it was very nice out. Um, and so we were sitting on the front porch. I was wearing a full Tigger outfit, had a martini in hand. I mean, I was living my dream. And <laughs> these kids, I mean, our neighborhood is packed full of kids trick-or-treating. Uh, I don't know how many we had last night, maybe over 100. Uh, so many kids uh, that come to the door. And as this crowd of kids are walking down the street through my yard, there is a seven by seven bull elk. 
massive elk walking through my yard towards these kids. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> that is no. so hilarious, cool, and terrifying. Terrifying. So my mom, who's from Indiana, freaks out. She's like, there's an elk. There's an elk. It's going towards the kids. So she runs into the yard and she's like, guys, guys, stop. Stop walking. Don't come any farther. There's an elk like 10 feet that way. Can you see it? And the kids, good old Colorado kids, look at her and they go, he just wants candy too. And they walked right past him. I mean, right past no him. Way. Yeah. Didn't even blink. And she's like freaking out thinking this is the like the worst thing that ever happened on Halloween. The kids just look at her and go, he, did, he just wants candy too. Oh my so gosh. Good. So they're just used to it? Very used to it. Very used to it. In fact, the elk grabbed pumpkins from our neighbor's house and was eating the pumpkins off the front step. And people acted like he wasn't even there. Like not even a big deal. Okay. I have a Elks picture of my Instagram. Are like, oh, okay, cool. Can I look at it right now? Yeah, you can look at it right now. It's posted on my stories. Okay. Elks are like the big moose-like things, not like man deer, right? Not male deer. No, no, they're massive. They're, the, they're not the, as the big as a things. moose. Uh, they're not as big as a moose. They're a lot. They're they're triple the size of a deer. Uh, <gasps> you see the picture? Then this looks like the most obnoxious, like front yard Christmas decor. Like it looks like somebody yeah. put this in their yard for Christmas. Yeah, like a reindeer. You got to get on and check yeah. it out. If you're listening to this, just get on, look at it. It's hilarious. I think it's fascinating. Even living out here for ten years, I still get excited when an elk walks through the yard. I still get excited when wildlife is near us. Uh, but it was, I just, I think the story is amazing because of the kid's response. Like my mom's so nervous, so scared. Like, please don't, don't, don't. There's an elk. He just wants candy too. It's all, it's not a big deal, lady. Go back and give, oh give us gosh. some candy. Do, what are their reputations? Are they friendly? Yeah, I would, I wouldn't say they're friendly. <laughs> yes. They, they're okay. very, they're very calm in groups. They're all around our neighborhood all the time. Uh, but there, there are stories of elk, like, especially in rut, um, you know, hurting humans and running after them, tramp, you know, trampling on p things. But, uh, typically you're not scared of an elk. You don't, I, I don't know. I don't, okay. the other night I took Waylon out to go to the bathroom at like 10 o'clock and there was an elk five feet in front of me, like a big, that probably that same elk. And, uh, it like still like makes you nervous. Like you said, I, I still got like, whoa, like I, I come on, buddy. Let's go back inside. Uh, yeah, because they're huge and heavy and powerful and strong and like, yeah. And they're a wild animal. So that was my Halloween. Um, well, I don't know how to transition cool. out of this, but should we get started in the episode? Because there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. Everybody can check out my Halloween on my Instagram. It's all going to be there. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I can't yeah. wait to look at it. Dawson's first Halloween? Yes. Dawson's first Halloween. What, what a he gift. literally passed out candy yesterday. Like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like, he sat he on my it. lap and he had his hand in the cauldron. And basically, it was like going like this to kids. Oh. It was the cutest thing in the entire world. You can see it on Instagram. What a little okay. man. Uh, yes, let's go into episode one of this week. After this break. I 
I feel like the theme of this episode, Ashley, is uh, confusion. And not confusion in the sense that we've talked about in past episodes where it's like, I don't understand what's going on. Confusion in the relationships. Um, you know, now we have both mm. groups coming back together in one house. Uh, there has been other bonds formed. There's now people who are in love triangles. There are people who left, you know, when, when the group split in relationship, now they're not in relationship. They're trying to figure out if anybody's coming to the beach for them or if there's another relationship that exists on the beach for them. I felt, I feel like this week I watch this and I, it could be the evil side of me. I, I enjoy watching the confusion of love in paradise. I agree. And you said at the top of the episode that you felt like this episode was really, these episodes are compelling. And yes, we've watched both episodes while recording this episode one. Um, I agree. I think it's because we're just feeling a lot of serious relationships, a lot of deep feelings and they're going to pepper in new people. But we know that those new people are just kind of like for us to like get like a fun storyline from not anything serious from. Well, except for maybe Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. Justin's here for Justin's here for drama. Yeah, Not yeah. that Justin himself is ever drama, but this is definitely one of those moments where it's like, oh, like it would your paradise is like not touched from producers that's what people say right but then again like when they do make moves like this where it's obviously a produced storyline because justin can't drive himself to playa escondida it's always good tv i i might are yes I, i would agree i would say that we have to as viewers expect paradise to be more produced than any other of the like franchise shows it it that it it paradise is set up to be produced. It's an isolated environment, multiple storylines, new people to the beach, date cards being handed out at random to, you know, mix up the relationships that already exist. I feel like, I feel like as a viewer, I watch paradise knowing that, yes, this is going to be way, way. I hope not overly produced, but it's going to be very produced just because that is the setup of the show. I want to ask you, Ashley, at the top of this episode, now that we've seen a kind of a week removed from the separation of groups, do you feel like it made the stronger relationship stronger? Or do you feel like it just hurt every relationship that existed? Um, okay. So it probably kept Serene and Brandon on course. I don't think they really think it touched it. Victoria and Johnny probably eventually stronger because I think that he's going to have to come more out of his shell because of this, because of like the fact that Alex was playing a role. So he was, yeah, forced to be like more vocal. And then uh, what else would have really remained? Uh, Genevieve and Aaron. Genevieve and Aaron... There's like, okay, explain to me this drama with the, with them at the beginning of the episode because I just, I just don't get it. Well, some would say it's passion. I think that's a word that some would throw around is they're very passionate okay. about each other. They're physically very passionate with each other. They're emotionally very passionate with each other. Uh, some would also say it seems fairly unhealthy uh, that this, con- like that conflict seems to be an undertone of their relationship so far at really every turn. Uh, but 
you know, I do know couples who are very happily married for tens and tens of years uh, who fight. You know, they don't fight and like hurt the other person in the process and, you know, personally take that digs at them, but they, they argue and that's how they work through whatever's going on in their head. I also know couples that who say they've never fought in their whole relationship. And so it's yet to be seen kind of if this is healthy or not, but I do feel like it's, it's a very passionate relationship. Uh, and is that going to be the, is the passion going to be the thing that really drives them or is this, is it unhealthy, which I think we'll see as episodes progress here. I love Genevieve so much. Okay. She's, I think she's a great. really awesome girl. <laughs> I think she does have a personality that may create dramatic relationships just because she is super sensitive. She doesn't let things simmer. Like, you know, she doesn't like um, digest situations before she talks about them necessarily. So like, I do feel like, she could like blah, and like jump to conclusions and like be a little accusatory before really needing to be. Do you do you agree? Well, she she's reactionary, and you okay. know, yeah, like you Thank said, you she for doesn't sounding smarter. <laughs> well, no, she is. She doesn't contemplate what she's about to say. Yeah. She doesn't contemplate the environment and the situation and the people involved. She's reactionary. You know, I I, I mean this because I told her this and I told you this. She reminds me emotionally a lot of like you, where you hold your emotions yeah. to your sleeve. You're very emotional because you care very deeply. Sometimes your insecurities will be the thing that you speak upon. Like, I need you to do this. And why aren't you doing this? And somebody might be saying, I am doing this. You're just, you're just creating this thing up here. And you have to talk it through and work it through. And then typically, you know, you come to a really good place, especially when there's passion behind it. I laugh because what he just said was so true. And I'm allowed to say that about Genevieve because it is me. And for all my Taylor Swift fans, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> but not always. You're not always the problem. There is, there is, you know, in our history here on this podcast, Ashley, we've gone through a lot of, of you know, relationship roller coasters. We've gone through a lot of roller coasters in life and just whatever life brings. You and I have done this long enough now that we've seen each other through some great times and some really hard times and some really like limbo times, some times that just mm -hmm. nothing seems to be happening at all. And you're not wrong. I'm not going to say your reaction is always wrong or incorrect. It just those few times that it is incorrect or those few times that you have created this scenario in your mind, it it's hard to talk through because you've created a storyline that maybe doesn't exist. Um, but there's other times where your reaction is spot on. And the thing that people love about the two of you, you know, would be that you speak your mind, you know, I'm ever, nobody questions what you're feeling and where you're at. We always know. Uh, and so there's, there's good and bad to both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's better or worse in paradise. Uh, I, again, we'll it's worse see. in paradise. Okay. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, th that kind of personality trait doesn't always fare well in paradise. I think, yeah. especially with the yeah. audience, the audience expects you to be like so mature with your emotions. Mm, it's yeah. just not a place that aids with that. Well, and, and to close this thought, we've seen in paradise, a very interesting trend this year where the people that seem most in tune and, um, contemplative and if we throw the word mature out, I think people will know what we're meaning 
uh, aren't exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I also don't like my word choice there with mature because people, because like you can be emotional and still be, still be mature Definitely. at the same time. You can be vocal and mature. But I, think I think people you know get what, what you're saying. To. Yeah. yeah. More contemplative and reserved uh, in the way they respond. We haven't seen that farewell Perfect. for some of these people uh, so far this season. Rodney is somebody that comes to mind right away for me. Uh, you know, Alex seemed to be fairly, um, you know, held together. I'm trying to think of mm -hmm. uh, one of the women, but a lot of the women that feel like the Serenes of the world and um, mo and even Victoria, you know, those... I that, think Victoria, for sure. Yeah, they, they've seemed to stick around. Um, so maybe it hasn't been with them. I will say this, just a note here, and I know this is what Twitter is going to talk about, and I think it's something that um, I just don't love. Uh, Genevieve, uh, yes, might be reactionary. You might be reactionary. You might express your emotions on your sleeve. I, I really don't like the word crazy to be thrown around because there's no craziness yeah. to it. There, there, it's not somebody being crazy. Um, it's somebody speaking their emotions, maybe not in the wisest of ways, maybe not in the best of ways, maybe not in the ways that's most helpful for the situation, but they're not crazy. Um, they're, they're just feeling it. You guys feel it. You feel a lot deeper than I would. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I and I and I sometimes miss and wish I could feel that intensity, like the two of you could, but I don't. And so as a result, you won't see me personally getting that like distraught over situations because I'm typically not feeling it like you two do. And I do at times really? wish I would. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure you don't have more to self restraint? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there. I think uh, you, you know, might the, just have more self restraint. Like, well, that I can't would be hide it. So that's my thing. I'm like, I know I'm the worst actress in the world. Mm. So if I try to hide it, it's gonna be there, obvious yeah. in your face anyway. So as mine as well, just blah it. Just say it because yeah, I, I just can't. I have no cool girl vibes. I actually think that the theme of these two episodes should just be don't be cool because be cool. trying to be cool gets you in trouble we see it in tomorrow night's episode actually is it are they both in this episode um we see it with well we can we can debate that we see it with johnny and alex because johnny has been more reserved with his feelings um which made victoria veer towards Alex for a bit or like show interest in him. Yeah. We also yeah. see it with Rod. We see it big time with Rodney and Eliza in this episode yeah. where yeah, Justin comes down, asks Eliza on a date and Rodney says, I want you to do what you want to do. What makes you happy? Like he didn't say, I don't want you to go. I want it to be you and I, mm -hmm. he was trying to be too cool. Like people think that they're being respectful by saying you can like make your own choices. But I guess, especially maybe in a girl's brain, that means you're not all in. Uh, you're not there to fight for me. And the root of that, I think, is just trying to be cool. Or do you think it's respectful? Do you think they're trying to be respectful or do you think they're just trying to be easy breezy cool? I need it from the guy's brain now. I would say there's there's two sides to it. One, and I think this is a great conversation to have here because I do think past has caused um, both sides, men and women, to uh, be more reserved when it comes to how they express 
um, what they want and desire out of the person that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. I think paradise is an interesting kind of like s- science experiment because these relationships, unless you've had that conversation, are not exclusive. Um, you're not, you, the expectation is not that you're only dating one person. This is a, a place where we've heard it a thousand times this season, especially is to explore your options. I don't think they're trying to be cool because I don't think being cool in relationships ever goes well. And I don't know if anybody on that beach is cool enough to know how to be cool when it comes to dating (laughs) people on a beach. I just, I've met too many of these people. I know myself. I've never met any human actually that just knows how to be cool. Always in a relationship. It's fake because you, once you fall in love, your cool factor goes away. You're, you're, you're in it to just, be the best possible partner that you can be and express what you're feeling at any given time. I do think though, there's like this hint of respect where it's, it's almost, I would, I'm going to put my, my thoughts to what I think the guys are feeling just from a guy's perspective. And it's almost the, I don't want to be controlling this. She is not. boom and now you just definitely one up me. Now I I'm seeing that they think it's more important to not seem controlling mm-hmm. and to be that anything supportive else. partner. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think the guys are saying this, it will be one more attractive two probably healthier of me three, um, less, uh, kind of overbearing. If I support this person that I care about. And I, I think there's some ways that the guys failed and are admitting to failing on how they express that they still cared about these women, even though they're like, yeah, go on a date. I don't think they did that well. But I do think if you ask them point blank, why did you do that? It's well, I, I'm not going to control her. It is up to her. Okay. She's an adult. She can make these decisions. And if if she's saying she's still into me and I'm and I think they probably because typically guys aren't great at communicating in general and I, and they probably believe that well, she obviously knows I'm into her. Uh, and if, if she still feels like she wants to go on this date, like who am I to stop her? I can't be that guy. I don't want to stop her from doing things that she wants to do. That's not how life works. That's what I think their mind's at. Okay, so now I want you to demonstrate what Rodney should have done Mm. when he talked to Eliza after Justin asked her out. And I just want to preview for the audience that this, this trend... Yeah. continues for Tuesday night's episode. Yeah. So it's I think this applies all over. Well, it's easy for me because I'm not one on the beach Two, I've had time to think through this uh, because it is a storyline that is a theme and thread line through both episodes. So I've been able to kind of think through, okay, what should they have done or what are they apologizing for? And so it's, I don't want to come here and be like, Oh, if you did it better, this is how you would have done it. And I would have obviously done it like this. I don't think I would have, I, I I've been able to, sit in my own house and think through this in the quiet space of time. I, I think it's, I think it's a conversation that goes like this. Hey, uh, Rodney, I want to go on a date or I, should I go on this date or however it was presented and Rodney to say, here's, here's the thing. I don't want to control you and I don't want to tell you what you can and can't do, but I want you to know how much I care about you. And I also want you to know that as you leave this beach on this date, it's going to hurt me because I'm just going to miss you. I'm going to miss being with you and I'm going to get jealous and I'm going to get envious and I'm going to be nervous and I'm going to be scared because I just care about you. And I really can't imagine doing this thing or maybe even doing life right now without you. 
But mm, at the same ben. time, nope, the perfect Ben. <laughs> no, but again, I don't want it to sound. I don't want anybody to think, oh, Ben, you know, is is coming off here and saying this is how he should have done it. I've thought about this. I just think there's some like reassurance to the partner that needed to happen, saying this is really again. Most of the time, when you're telling somebody, I'm going to be jealous, I'm going to be envious, I'm going to be scared, I'm I'm going to be sad. That's that's not cool. Like that takes out that cool factor. You're admitting some really hard emotions right there. Uh, and then you just need to say, but I don't want to control you. Like, I don't want to tell you not to go because that's mm-hmm. not the partner I want to be. It's not the partner I am in my marriage to Jess. Like we've been married now a year coming up in, in less than two weeks. And I would, I would speak to my wife in a very similar way. I don't want to tell you what you can and can't do. If you want to go out with your friends and like, go do it. But you know, I was excited about spending some of the time on the couch with you because I miss you. Totally different conversation than just saying, yeah, go out with your friends and then she comes back. She's like, hey, we had planned two weeks ago to uh, spend the evening on the couch. You didn't even seem to care. It's like, well, uh, I mean, I did care, but I just want to say it. No, you got to reassure, speak honestly and openly, and then make sure people know why um, why you're saying to go because Rowdy doesn't want to control her. And I think that's okay. I think that's fair. I think both sides right and wrong. I think she didn't feel reassured, and I think he didn't. I think he thought he handled it perfectly because he didn't stop her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you'll see more in episode two, you guys, how Rodney feels about that decision. Um, but let's talk about the actual thing that we saw in this episode, which is the date between Justin and Eliza. Ben, how do you think it went? You know, I'm, 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 it's really hard for me personally because I am such a fan of Eliza and Rodney. Uh, we've said it every week. It's a couple that I just felt maybe we didn't see the lull moments, but to me, it just felt like the chemistry and the connection and the passion and the honesty and the flirtation was there from the beginning. And so anybody else that sits down with Eliza now, I can't hardly even picture it. Uh, it's hard for well, me to that's see. That's definitely how the cast feels. The cast is yeah. so vocal about being team Rodney. Well, yeah, because I, I think there's a side of that where Justin, it was a no win win situation for him. He showed up to the beach to pursue this person that he was interested in. He's already been to the beach. He already had his shot. So, you know, there's no rules in paradise. Well, I guess that's true because people can come and go and we've seen it multiple times. But I don't think, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know any. I, I, it's hard for me to say what's right and wrong in paradise. Justin obviously hurt his friend Rodney in the process. He also was pursuing somebody that he, I believe, thought could be his match. But I do think I feel similar to the cast in the sense that I just can't picture her without Rodney right now, especially on the beach. And I don't know if I want to see it. It would be really, it's really sad for me to see this relationship go the way it is because I just, I had so much hope for it. It could be one of those things that they come back stronger from. So we shall see, but I think it's a big point that um, they do kiss mm-hmm. underneath the fireworks. So, yeah, and yeah, with fireworks in the background and all that. <laughs> well, and there's these hints. I think there's Ashley. a lot of physical attraction there. Well, there's these hints going on, and then maybe I missed where it was clearly stated, but there's these hints that Justin and Eliza have a past. Um, that they knew each other or had talked to each other at least before this show. And so I wonder if that has to play into it too, where 
They may, they're both excited to meet each other. I know she was excited to meet Rodney, but you know, you don't go to the beach just thinking typically about one person. There's three people yeah, that you're sure. interested in. And so she's exploring her options. Um, I think there's a little bit of, it's a little different now. And this is to credit her for what she did is she came on late into the season later into the season. And so we feel like, oh yeah, these relationships are so far along and so progressed that how is she going and dating other people where if this was week one and her and Rodney had been together for a week and then week two, Justin shows up and she says, I'm going to go take a date with Justin because it feels like I want to explore it. We would, we would be a lot less shocked. Um, but because she came late and Rodney That's and her so connected true. late, now we feel like there's a, a, a heavier um, weight on their relationship. And I, I don't know if that's the case. I think we might be building that up in our heads. That is so true. Uh, and also, I understand the curiosity that like when the person... I, I bet you she wanted both, you know? I bet you she was looking out for both guys. Yeah. I mean, Rodney was 100% waiting for her to come down those stairs. Yeah. But there's definitely got to be a curiosity if like the person that you wanted to see... Comes down after you're already in a relationship, you're probably you're like, Well, what if? Like, you, like I said, a million times in this podcast, I'm all about eliminating the what ifs. So, right. going on the date could have done that, but I, I think it's more of going to be a torn situation with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that relationship, that storyline is going to continue. Uh, we're going to continue talking about it in episode two. We'll break it down even further. Uh, there's some, some great conversation to had. I do want to mention, um, Ashley, our buddy who came on the podcast, Jacob. I sat down this week and I was watching this episode. I was like, Jacob's had his go at paradise. Somehow this dude's still around. <laughs> he's still around. He's never had like a very serious relationship. And I mm -hmm. just wonder now watching this week if he wishes Jill was still there because up to this point, and again, I could be biased because I do like Jill. Uh, and I think she's hilarious and I think she's funny and I think they had a great first date. I I just wonder, from my perspective, I believe that the, the most serious relationship he's had to date is with Jill this season. Yet he's still there and I wonder if he just wishes she was still around. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Again, we... That's all I can say. He kind of mentioned it. He did. That's what I was going to say. And he kind of <laughs> mentioned it during our podcast that he was still very interested in Jill, still very excited about Jill. So why can't Jill show back up to the beach? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, Jill could come back up to the beach, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I do think that he kind of like spoiled things for us. I don't think it's a big spoiler, though, that Jacob leaves not committed to anyone but that no. he's still interested currently in getting to know Jill better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I would say that gives you the answer. He's probably thinking about her and missing her a little bit this week, but he does make out with Shanae again. again. And they made out earlier, yeah. like week, like day one or two. Yeah. He like, he's a good kisser. Obviously people are seem to be liking kissing him. Uh, he, he maybe, some time away has made him wake up in the mornings and think of Jill and go to bed at night and Aww. think of Jill. Maybe that's changed. Aww. Isn't that beautiful? 
Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, it is beautiful. All right, let's talk about one more couple before we get into headlines. And I am eager to get into headlines this week because I think it might be the most headliney bachelor week of all time. You let's know how go. many engagements and weddings we had? It was quite unbelievable. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Johnny and Victoria and their cleansing date that they went on. Mm-hmm. Johnny says that he's worried about them not going the distance because he's so reserved with his feelings. Yeah. And, and that's like sad, but he's working on it. I was, I would add to this, Ashley, that I was pleasantly surprised because I've never met Johnny. We didn't get to see a ton of Johnny during his season, uh, was how, uh, supportive, not that they weren't supportive of Alex. They don't know Alex again. Alex is kind of that newcomer that comes in that nobody really knows much about. Actually, I didn't like the way that the cast treated Alex. They made it seem like he was all looks and no substance. Yeah. Yeah. And he seems very substantive. Just because they know Johnny better doesn't mean that you guys can just say that, he, that Johnny has a bigger heart than Alex. But no. I get you're defending your friend, but still, I didn't like it. No, I, I think Alex kind of got the raw end of the deal here where he came in. People were judgmental. They were critical. Uh, but I will say I was surprised and also very excited for Victoria and Johnny on how supportive the cast was of Johnny. They really liked him. They they spoke very highly of him. Uh, and I think that's just a good tell and a good sign when women and men on the beach are going, he has a big heart. He's a nice guy. He cares a lot about her. Uh, there's obviously a lot of depth to who he is and his relationships on the beach. And so I do think that's a good sign. To close out, though, this episode, we do need to mention what relationships are currently still existing on the beach going into uh, episode two. Uh, Serena and Brandon are still mm-hmm. together. Still not seeing much of them. Not at all. They're kind of that couple that we love to watch and we never get to watch them. Uh, Danielle and Michael are still together. Uh, we don't see a ton of them anymore either. No. Nope. Uh, Eliza is in the love triangle uh, with Rodney and Justin. Genevieve and Aaron are still together. Jacinya and Andrew are still together. Another couple we haven't got to see as much of as I would like to see because I don't really know what where they stand. Brittany and Tyler are together. Kate and Logan are together. Shanae and Jacob, Victoria and Johnny. That are the, the, those are the couples that are existing going into episode two. Um, and then Florence uh, gives a rose to Alex. I don't even know if I'd call it a couple. Uh, and then Adam obviously is no longer with us going into ex- episode two. He's gone. He didn't last too long. So, the storyline in episode two is what couples are going to continue, what couples are going to continue to exist. And also, are we going to get a fourth row ceremony in episode two? Because three row ceremonies after, I don't know, 20 hours of television so far, 25 hours of television is exhausting. Um, at least to me. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. How little row ceremonies we've had. Yeah. This is the first time that the girls got it two weeks in a row though. Yeah. Good for girls got roses two weeks in a row because of the amount of, the, the difference amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to switch it up though. Obviously this next week, then there'll be less girls than guys. So the guys will have the roses. And then next week has got to go into like fantasy suite week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. We have a couple more weeks left. I think of this show. <laughs> What's the end date? <sighs> I don't, February. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. But, <laughs> uh, 
We got a lot of Bachelor. It's still filming right now. Yeah, we got Bachelor okay, in Paradise actually, to continue. That would be so great. I would love if they did Big Brother style, just where it was just a live feed. Forever and ever. I think it'd be great. Okay. I think it'd be very, very dirty. Um, and I think that this show very, very much edits out a lot of the stuff that uh, those young viewers should not be watching. Uh, we have Bachelor headlines, though, Ashley. There's a lot of them, as you mentioned. A lot of good ones. Uh, a lot of love stories. A lot of weddings. So let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down all the stuff happening in Bachelor Nation. Sweet. Let's do it. The headline reads this. Inside Madison Pruitt's wedding to Grant Trout. See the Bachelor Nation stars who attended. This according to Us Weekly. Well, in this article, I am not mentioned, which is fine with me. <laughs> It means I'm either not a star or I'm not a part of Bachelor Nation. So Us Weekly, um, let me know how you're categorizing me now. Um, <laughs> but either way, I was happy to be there. My wife and I uh, were there celebrating the two of them. Jessica met uh, Madison on a retreat uh, earlier this year. They became fast friends, like many said they would. Um, they have a lot of common interests and they look very similar in a lot of ways they do um but uh th it was an incredible wedding uh, ashley break it down then i'll add in no i don't want to break it down i'll i'll read off the names that were there okay we got natasha parker sydney warner hightower victoria fuller kelly flanagan jasmine hannah ann they were all there from Peter's season. And then Raven and Adam were also there. Dallas, Dallas people who have gotten close to Maddie. But then, yeah, you're not here. Um, wh who else are they missing from this list? I think that was it. Uh, I'm looking at oh, the really? list now. I think that was who. Oh, uh, McKenna. McKenna was there. Uh, as oh, well. yeah. yeah she was Peter's season too. Okay, so. Um, there's also the next headline. It's kind of a funny joke. <laughs> Peter Weber playfully teases <laughs> Kelly Flanagan after she attends Madison Brewitt's wedding solo, which makes a lot of sense. She didn't get a plus one. Uh, Kelly wrote on Instagram, one of the most beautiful weddings for the most beautiful bride. Um, it's, you know, with the hashtag that they had, um, it's about trout time, which is Maddie's new last name. And then Underneath the picture, Peter said, where's Peter? <laughs> and then Kelly wrote back, Peter Christian, which is referencing his first and middle name. And then he said, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and then she said, you know, when that middle name gets pulled out, get to bed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Peter so, wasn't I mean, there. Could you imagine if Peter went to the, I mean, obviously, yeah. no. No, that's so funny, though. It is funny, but no, he's not there. He should not be there. He should not. I mean, <laughs> this he needs to, you know, that he needs to give the space. There's obviously like a history there. And it'd be I mean, maybe they could get past it and it would be fine. But he wasn't there. No, 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 no. I will say. So wait, let's talk. I mean, I just like am mind boggled how many weddings there have been from like Peter season this far. I guess yeah. it's like Maddie and then Sydney Hightower and I, are those the only two? But I just think like, I feel like Peter's season was yesterday and like these girls have met their future husbands, dated them and then planned weddings all in that amount of time. It's been almost three years since Peter. It has been three years since Peter's season taped. What season was Astrid on? She was on Nick's season. Okay. So, so that's farther back. Yeah, that's farther back. 
Uh, it was an insane wedding. It was so beautiful. Uh, she planned it in such a short amount of time. Uh, like three months, right? Yeah, it was in Dallas at the Trout household, which is oh. unbelievable. Okay. Um, they had white roses everywhere. I mean, there was roses everywhere. Um, obviously, Maddie looked beautiful. Uh, I got to meet Tr uh, Grant for the first time. It, it And then also I would add that just getting to be and sit with the, the girls from Peter's season um, was very special. Um, it was it was a very nice, uh, it was just a nice way to meet them. They're very kind. I would say the coolest part of the wedding not only was the ceremony and those two getting married, uh, because I know how excited so many are for them and how supportive the crowd was of them and the things said about the two of them as a couple and who they are to each other. I think their love story for those who think it was rushed or quick would make a lot of sense if you kind of heard the the words of support coming behind them. But they had um, Camus wine and Prisoner wine as the wedding wine, and those are my two favorite wines. And so I really <laughs> had a good time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was it was a very special evening, and it and Jessica and I felt very honored to be there uh, alongside so many of these other people. It was it was a great it was a great ceremony. Uh, oh, they had uh, the Jordan Khan band. Um, yeah, that's who we had. Yeah, and that's how I, that's who we had. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So we had Taylor <clears throat> Pace Orchestra, which is a part of the Jordan Khan group, but yeah. this was Jordan Khan who you had. So it was yeah. But they're all under the same kind of umbrella. Um, so that band is incredible. They always have the party going. I mean, there's just it's if you're looking for like a, an insane good wedding band they are the best i've ever seen so we danced we ate we drank we celebrated what did you eat uh they gave it was uh like uh chicken uh and steak your typical like kind of wedding food but it was like insanely good um with like a side salad uh, i think everybody got the same dish um pretty much but uh, it was like in really good wedding food I'm what was a cocktail hour like? I'm typically not a fan of wedding food. Uh, the cocktail hour was uh, was out kind of... I mean, I, I don't want to like... I don't know. I, I don't want to share too much about the house because I don't know how much they would feel comfortable with. But this house is, is very nice. And uh, the cocktail hour was out by their pool uh, in their kind of garden area. Uh, and uh, and so they had bars set up all around that. And it would... I mean, it's just like a, the most magical backyard. I think anybody that walked into that backyard, no matter who you were or where you're from or what you've seen, we all just went, holy cow. Like, I mean, and they had it decorated for the wedding. And so they had beautiful like flower arrangements everywhere, lighting. Uh, it was it was just like the most spectacular event. It reminded me of what it would feel like if I ever got invited to one of those fancy Hollywood parties that people pay millions of dollars to put on. Like it kind of felt like that because it was like a uh, black tie. And then very fancy dresses. And so everybody look, was looking good, feeling good, celebrating well. It was special. Did they do anything like unique and quirky? We saw her her veil. So that was unique. It said worth the wait. So anything yeah. else that was like very specific to them? Uh, I mean, it was a very uh, faith-based focused ceremony. I think that's who the two of them are. They're very faith focused. And so a lot of their ceremony, a lot of their prayers, a lot of their speeches kind of were focused around who they are, 
for each other, but then who are they in relationship to God and how do they, what do they want to do with their relationship? Like how do they want to serve well and love well and be well in this world? And so that was, that was unique to them. And I think that was kind of the, it felt like the tone of the whole evening was, you know, we're here not only because we love each other, but because we love God. And that was kind of how the focus of the whole night went. It's how the ceremony went. It's how the speeches were, were given before they danced. Um, they did do one thing that I thought was interesting and cool. They had both, uh, after uh, the f- son-mother dance, mother-son dance, they did both pa- sets of parents they danced with in front of everybody. So they bro- bought, they brought Grant's parents out, Maddie's parents out, and the three of them danced on the floor together. And I thought that, that was, was very cute. special. Um, luckily, uh, Sam Ellinger was supposed to be in the wedding, the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. He made his four, first start yesterday for the Colts and a disappointing loss. He didn't play bad. Uh, the Colts play bad. He didn't make the wedding uh, because he was starting the next day uh, in Indianapolis. <laughs> so that, that didn't happen. I was excited to meet well, him. That's though. a bummer. You didn't get to meet him. I know. I was going to, you know, I was going to touch his hand and give him some luck, but that didn't work out. I would, I would say it was one of, there's like some spectacularly beautiful weddings that I've been to. Yours would be included in that. And theirs are like, theirs are definitely going to be included in that. Their wedding was, was amazing. They also wore Jordans, Nike Jordans, Mm -hmm. right after the ceremony, which is pretty classic Maddie, very cute, um, with her with her sportswear. And then, you know, basketball tie-ins. And then I'm curious to know how many people were there. It looks like it could have been, like, upwards of 300. Oh, more than that. Uh, Jessica and I estimate. I don't know how many were there, but I bet it was close to 450. How do you do that in three months? I mean, I, it's now impressive. it makes more sense knowing that I was at their house. It's so like the venue was easy. <laughs> yeah, it was very impressive. I don't know. Uh, Jessica asked the same thing. She's like, how in the world did she pull this off in, in three months? Uh, because they did. And they pulled it off like really well. You can see a lot of the pictures. Uh, M- Madison and Grant have both posted a lot of these pictures, kind of the drone shots of the whole group. And they had an incredible videographer there that put the video out that evening. Uh, which seems to be a new thing in weddings where you get a videographer that has the video done by the time the ceremony's done so everybody gets to watch it. Yeah, we did that. But uh, they, uh, you can see a lot of the content created from that on their two socials. Mm. I will say my wife looked really good. She always looks beautiful. She does. But, and Madison, I mean, she just yeah. always looks stunning as well. So she just looked amazing. She had, what, one dress change or one dress change. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm, you could ask. You could ask Jess. I'm sure she would know. Um, but it was okay. It was well, a great let's evening. let's move on. There's two. There was another bachelor wedding this weekend. That was yep. Kevin and Astrid. Yes. They got married in Florida, and it looked like the only bachelor alum that was there was Blake. Rachel was there. Um, oh, Rachel was there too. Yeah, Blake and Rachel. We don't have a list of all the names, so I. But I saw. On social media, uh, I think there was more than just Rachel and Blake. It felt like there was probably um, four or five of them that were there. I'm going to see if I could get like the whole list by looking at this social picture because I just saw it. Um, okay. A few a few moments before we jumped on, but they did have a good support. I don't know anything. Yeah. But I know that Kevin has been wearing a wedding band for a while. So I wonder if they were legally married for a while going into the ceremony. Yeah. They, and that's another kind of trend these days, right? 
where oh yeah we have another legal marriage yeah <laughs> joe and serena this week seriously three bachelor couples got married this week well i guess maddie's half a bachelor couple but how crazy um joe and serena they got legally married and they'll be having their ceremony next september yeah so i will say from the pictures uh, i wasn't there to speak as much on it but kevin and astrid's wedding looked awesome she looks beautiful um very, she always beautiful. looks really just like stunningly beautiful they're obviously parents and uh they had this amazing ceremony a lot of support around them but then yes i got to hear a little bit about serene and joe's um marriage at the courthouse they're going to still have a celebration there's a rumor that natasha was actually their witness um when they got married yeah there's a rumor going around right now that i heard that natasha was their one legal witness so it was just the three of them in a room they got married uh, very exciting for them, uh, but they are still going to have a celebration. This was kind of their, and I don't know their their full reasoning behind doing this and not just waiting to the the wedding. But uh, they are married, and so how cool is this? We're we're now talking about not breakups. We're talking about marriages. Yeah, it may have had to do with the fact she was Canadian. You know, uh, that could be too. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but I'm, still, it doesn't really matter. They're going to get married either way. Yeah, well, they are married, and so we celebrate Kevin and Astrid. Joe and Serena, also Madison and Grant. We celebrate them all. Congratulations. We also have to celebrate Kaylin and Dean. Kaylin and Dean got engaged this week, and of course, in a very Dean fashion. So to tell us all the juicy details, we have our producer, Hannah, on our podcast, who also produces Jared and Dean's podcast, Hannah, do you mind jumping on here and telling us all the juicy details that you learned during the podcast? Of of course. What do you want to know? Okay, Hannah, I got to know, was mm-hmm. the ring truly lost or is that a story? Because you guys, if you didn't know already, headlines are made last week in which Dean says that he crumpled up the ring in a piece of napkin and put it in his junk drawer in the kitchen. So I was hoping that this was to throw Kaylin off. Is this true or is this a, a, a big fib to make her surprised? No, this was true. This was Oh, true. God. The ring is still lost and he proposed with a placement ring until he finds the original one. 4.5 carat ring, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Gone. Gone. <laughs> I cannot get over this. Okay, so then, you know, they've been talking about engagement. Heck, I think all of us out there kind of maybe thought that they had some secret commitment ceremony done in Europe years ago, <clears throat> that they were already engaged. There's just been so much like engagement marriage talk around them, and that's how committed they've always felt. But so I feel like Kayla knew this was coming. It was just a matter of time, a formality, really, to get him down on one knee. They go to Hawaii. They take a long hike. 22 miles. One of the hardest hikes documented (laughs) in the U.S. This is not like my business partner just took this hike last year, and he said it was the hardest hike he's ever done, and he's hiked the Grand Canyon from rim to rim to rim. So like, this is a really hard, difficult, grueling hike. It's brutal. 22 miles 
up and down these hills. Dean is a crazy person. He's a crazy person. And Caitlin is a saint. Wow. Okay. So they get to the end of this hike, right? And he had done this cute little thing where he pretended like he was going to take some glam shot of her from far away and he set up the camera and that it was all ready for him to get down on one knee. So Hannah, explain. Yeah, so he hid a camera in the bushes and they were going to do just a picture of them too where their backs were turned to each other and just like turn around. It was this whole setup that Dean had and then they did it one time and then he was like, okay, let's do it again. And then the second time he did it, he was down on one knee. And he proposed. So cute. And then after that, they had to do the whole hike back. And he said after he proposed, he was like, I don't know if it's the new fiance glow in her, but she was a champ on the way back on the hike. So you're saying they did 44 miles? Yeah, so it was 11 miles. Oh, okay. Miles back, but, it, but, you know, the difficulty of this, too, is there's some ledges uh, where you're looking, yeah, walking on the side of a cliff where it's about, my buddy was telling me it's about as wide enough to get your backpack through it without like falling off the side of the cliff. This is a, this is a hike that people have passed away on trying to accomplish. This is not a, like, let's go in our backyard and take a nice little trail. This is a hard hike that he asked Kalen to go on with him. Yeah. Brutal. Well, the interesting thing is, is that now Kalen has to propose to Dean. She was, no. She was convinced that she was going to be the first one to do it, but she said her proposal will come by the end of the year. So she has two months. So we have something to look forward to. There you go. She has two months. Well, you know what? He better find that ring before she proposes to him. I just can't believe I he hope lost he had insurance it. on the ring. I don't know if that would help. Are you tell me Dean Ungler has insurance on anything in his life. Okay, legitimately, Ben, I had this conversation on my I Don't Get It podcast because the girls were like, well, he definitely got insurance on the ring, so hopefully he'll be able to like figure it out. And I'm like, you guys, he crumpled up a ring into paper towel and put it into a junk drawer. You think he got insurance on it? I would be so shocked I'm just trying if to be positive. Dean has health insurance. Like, shocked. <laughs> shocked if Dean has coverage. Uh, on one of the things that he owns. I, I just would be. I think he likes, I think Dean is the type of person on the that, edge. Yeah, that finds insurance to be a burden. Uh, and that's that's his way. So yes, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm hoping he did too. That is not a cheap ring. But all else being said, congratulations to the two of them. Yes, Dean is Dean and we love Dean for who Dean is. He's a crazy person. Um, but Kalen loves Dean for Dean. And that is an incredible relationship to watch and to see them shining together and so the two of them are now engaged for the first time and look at that next headline about what their last names are gonna be it's gonna be bell right is that what we're seeing yeah this is really cool so they're actually both gonna drop their last names <clears throat> i'm assuming that would be miller keys for her and then unglert for him and they're going to change their name to bell which is dean's mom's maiden name that is so sweet. Man, it's very beautiful. So their love story continues. I love watching their love story. There's another engagement in Bachelor Nation, but this is the second one. Becca Kufrin and Thomas Jacobs. Uh, they have dueling proposals. So this time, Thomas did propose to Becca. Uh, I I knew this was like a thing uh, where, you know, uh, women were now doing the proposal as well. Is it is it like a thing where you just you get engaged once or if the woman does it, are you going to have to do it a second time? Like, Ashley, you've got to explain this trend to me. But also, I want to say congratulations to two of them. We've already said it before. We're very excited for them. Um, they're both awesome. 
and they're awesome together. And uh, I love Becca. I've gotten to spend so much time with her. I'm so excited for her. I just need uh, my old school, traditional mind that I have to continue to scrape out and work through and <laughs> try to make sense of everything. Teach me, Ashley, if yeah. you don't mind. But you know I'm I'm old school and traditional too, not to impugn this trend of the woman proposing my best friend proposed to her, her husband now. But I do think oftentimes when the woman does propose, the guy usually comes back and does it his own way as well. So that's what Thomas did. He yeah. carved the words marry me into a pumpkin before getting down on one knee. Mm. And uh, now it's time for them officially to start the the. The wedding plans, it seems. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I, and again, I, I think it's, you know, there, who said it was right or wrong to do it in any different way? I, I'm not saying that. I just didn't know then it, there was like a second proposal. Um, what happens if the second time the person goes, no. <laughs> Thought about it for the past five months. In Becca and Thomas's case, they were separated by five months. Yeah. It's like, now. Nah, and I'm, you I'm, know I'm, what? I don't not think so. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. What does that mean? Does it mean you're broken up or does it mean you're still engaged because the first one still exists? (laughs) I don't know anymore. It's crazy. Uh, That's funny. Ashley, uh, we're going to come back right here tomorrow to break down the second episode that we watched this week of Paradise. Um, Four four hours of television. Um, Yeah, I don't know. My my eyeballs feel burned um, into my my body because I'm so much TV. Anyways, hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Can't wait to, uh, to talk to you all then. Until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.